What do you say? What do you say? It's another edition of Advantage Connors here as your host as always. I'm Brett Connors and I've got someone special on the line. My co-host Jimmy Connors. How are you today? Yeah, I'm back and I got a I got a bone to pick, but not with you. Okay. Because I I've got friends in Santa Barbara who are saying, "I I I take a thought with your son that says that you're the old man." You know, and I and, and I say, "I am his old man." You know, so, you know, I'm, I'm your pops, I'm your dad, I'm your old man. And, you know, and I say, if you don't want to listen, don't listen. But uh, but I'm your old man and I'm happy to be with you. Right. That's fine. You said it this time. It wasn't me. So he can take it up with you. <laughs> take uh, it up with me. Right. I'm I mean, if that's yeah. going to if that offends him, he might as well turn it off now because we'll probably get into more stuff. That no, might, might hurt his ears, and, too. So <laughs> and, 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 but download and, and, and comment. Yeah, but they're my friends, you know, and, and they just say, you're, you're not an old man. I said, yes, I am. Oh, uh, you know, no. and I'm happy to have lived it. I'm, I'm happy to be a part. Of it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Ready, whatever. ready to go, yeah. It's all how you feel and how you think, and I don't think you think old. So uh, I think no, I, doing a podcast with me and some of the stuff we talk, it's not exactly old uh, is all I can say. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, what, what's on the agenda? What do you think? I mean, I feel like this show might be similar to last week's show just because these storylines keep going. But let's start in the tennis world with our with our guy now freshly top 10, Carlos Alcaraz winning back in the winner's circle. Had a little letdown week with Monte Carlo, kind of understandable after winning in Miami. First Masters 1000 mm-hmm. at 18. Uh, mm-hmm. Comes back and wins Barcelona, the 500 that was played. Uh, does it in absolutely crazy fashion. I think we retweeted this. I put it on uh, our Instagram. Uh, there's a screenshot where he's down a set and I think six, five or five, six uh, or five, four. And uh, Dimenauer is serving for the match. He has two match points and he has the whole open court and a forehand. Alcaraz is out wide and he hits this forehand kind of, it's a pretty smart shot. He hits it right into almost his body, you know, where he jams him, where he's not going to be able to get the backhand or, or a normal forehand on it. And Alcaraz just like kind of sidesteps and just does this little flick forehand up the, up the line and wins that point, saves the next match point, and then, uh, and then somehow comes back to win it in three. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm all for young guys. You know, this kid has proven to be something more than just special, you know, that he doesn't care who he's playing. He doesn't care what the score is. He's going to go out there and play his game and, and break his back to be the best he, that he can be. I mean, how can you ask more than that? You know, tennis, tennis needs somebody like this. They need a rising star. You know, whether, you know, it, it, I'm, you know I'm, I'm from the U.S., Brett, you know, if it were American, it would make me, you know, a little bit more happy. And I'm sorry to say that out there. But to see this young kid, 18, 19 years old, willing to give everything every time he walks out, you know, to, to, to try the best. And he's in the top 10 now. Who knows how far he can go? And go for it. Give it your all and, and do what you can do to be the best can be because you know you know we we've talked about this a lot before brother that that the 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 Federers the Nadals the Djokovic's you know they're they're getting up in age eventually their time is going to be over so it's going to be time for a young guy that that's 18 19 20 to say hey move over I'm ready and 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 the way he's playing now it seems you know whether he wins the French I mean 
it's it's almost all ir- irrelevant to the point that he he goes out and seems to play every match like it, it's his life depends on it. Yeah. And you know, to to me, you know that that's the way I played, and and I I, I grab onto that kid and I say, you know. Do it. Be successful, and and I hope one day we're talking, and he's number one in the world, and and uh, you know, say, hey, remember when we talked about that, Dad? And and now he is. Mm-hmm. I, all the best to him. All the best. Right. I, I definitely think he's some a player that you would gravitate towards. I mean, he's a grinder. He gives it his all. He's never out of it. Um, and I think you're right. Uh, tennis needed this. Like I feel like there's this gap. Like after joke, Fed came along, and you know. Didn't wasn't a phenom exactly in his teens, but then got it around pretty quick at twenty twenty one, and then started dominating. You know, you broke on the scene at like twenty twenty one. Sampras won his first slam at like nineteen, I think, the U.S. Open. So like every generation, Borg was pretty young when he started to just knock off his slams. You know, so every generation's like guy, the the next thing. There's always kind of a next thing who comes along pretty young. You know. And for the last couple of generations, the guys who have broke through, there's like kind of these missing two generations after Fed, Nadal, Djokovic, like Murray, all those guys, because they ate up so many of the slams, like kind of above them. So Fed took from guys who right. were older than him as he was coming up and then took all mm-hmm. the ones while he was the guy. And then here comes Djokovic and Nadal a few years younger, bubbling up, grabbing all some of his, and then also grabbing all of theirs and then grabbing all of the dudes below them. You know, like Chilich breaks through it. I can't remember what it was in 2014 at the Open, how old he was, but he was at least 25 or six, I feel like, 24 or five or something like that. Um, and then, you know, Medvedev finally breaks through. This generation's guy who breaks through at 25 or six at the Open. Team, I think, was 24 or 25 when he got his Open uh, in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, like, right. there, there hasn't been a dude who's been like, this guy's going to hit. You know, like Zverev right. was supposed to be that guy. He's good, but he hasn't won a slam yet. You know, and he's starting to turn 23 or whatever it is, 24. You know, mm-hmm. Sitsi Paz, 23, 24. Like, they're good players. They're, they're solid top 10, top five guys. But no one's come through where you go like, whoa, that's a fucking shooting star. And that thing's going to the top. And, like, that's what Alcaraz feels like. Yeah, he, he is. And you said it right. And, and you, you are beyond a student of the game. You know, you... Uh, you were brought up in tennis. You were around tennis your whole life. You were around great champions your whole life. And and with your work today with Tennis Channel and in, in production and everything, you see so much tennis that that it allows your mind to accept uh, that youth mm-hmm. and 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 what he has to offer and and not be afraid of that. Everybody's afraid of youth. Everybody's afraid of something new. They they want you know and, and with, with all respects you know I I was happy that they wanted me and Mac and Borg you know to last as long as we could but somebody eventually has to come and take our place mm-hmm. you know because if not the game's going to die right you know we'll we'll get you to the ten yard line but who's going to take it in for the touchdown and it seems to me that that uh, this kid agrees that every match is important and he's willing to grind it out and and I love seeing that. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think we've said it, like you said it forever. Like, are all these guys going to just wait around for like fed to get old and his knees to break down? And it's already happened. But yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is none of them have fucking done a thing. 
Medvedev finally breaks through and wins his thing. What I'm saying is someone's coming along to take it, and this is the guy. This is the guy who's like, who are these 24, 5, 6-year-old guys waiting for the 38-year-old guys to retire? I'm 18. I'm in the best shape of all of them. I'm going to take it. I'm going to be that guy. Yep. Go for it. Go for it. And, And you know what? You know, you know, whether you're whether you're 40, whether you're 36, whether you're 28, whether you're whatever, you know, he's 18, 19 years old. Listen, when I was 18, 19, I was coming up. I was willing to move labor, Rosewall, Smith, Ash, you know, all of Newcomb, all the greats aside. You know, it's it's, it's your time. It's right. his time. Right. You know, and, and, and it seems to me that he's the only one that's got the balls to go out and say, it's my time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm going to give it everything I have, you know, and, and you know, that that's not like me to talk like that. Yeah, it is. It's more like me to talk like that. And if I don't, I'm pissed off that I don't talk like that. But this kid's got the guts. It seems like to me, tell me if I'm wrong, no. that he's got the guts that every time he walks out there that he thinks he can win and he's going to do everything he can to, to, to walk off that course successful. Am I right or wrong? You're right. I think uh, I think he's a breath of fresh air, and like it's just good to see somebody who you who should win and is like taking it. Like even Zver- even Zverev said a quote. I don't know when it was, but he's like Alcaraz will be top ten by the end of twenty twenty three. Whoops! Not twenty. Well, he's a, he's, a, he's a year late. <laughs> right, but well, that's what I'm saying. Is like even even the guys that should be worrying about him are underestimating him by a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Meaning like Zverev's mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy might be a type. No, bro, he's already a threat to you. He's probably going to pass you up if you're not careful here. So that I think is really cool because I think the younger generation needs it. I, I just hope he doesn't let what they say go to his head. He, he just says, this, this is what I love to do. This yeah. is what I want to do. I want to be successful at this. And I'm going to, you, you tell me 2023, you're late, but boy. I think you'll be all right. I mean, well, it's, what do you, we, there's nothing you can do about people talking about you. You know, all you can do is just no. keep, keep doing the work and, and trying to win. But I think he's cool. I don't want to get too long on him. There's other tennis stuff I want to get to, but I, I think it's fun that he wins. He won it at home in Spain. That probably meant yeah. a lot to him. And I would not want to mess with him in the upcoming uh, tournaments leading into Roland Garros either. Um, so whether, whether he wins Roland Garros or not, or whether he wins Wimbledon or not, he's on the rise. Yeah, you know, and 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 he's proven that. And and tennis needs that. Tennis needs a good young kid to come up and and, and be able to you know put his hand and say, "I'm I'm here." Mm-hmm. You know, you ready for me? Yep. Uh, you know, I'm I'm coming. I'm coming at you. And and you know that kid seems to have the balls to do that. Yep. All right. Moving on. That was yep. fun to watch. How about talk to me about this one? This was interesting because Barcelona with the final four and some of the draw besides Alcaraz looked seemed like more like the 250 uh, level event, but it was a 500. But in Belgrade, it had a pretty sweet draw. I mean, Djokovic was there. Kekmanovic mm-hmm. was there. Rublev was there. Kachanov, uh, you know, some really good players were there. Yeah. Um, here's the storyline. Rublev beats Djokovic in three sets. In the final. In the final, right? So Rublev right. takes the yeah. title. Uh, a nice win for him. I think he, he kind of needed a, a win. That was, it was good to kind of get his, his season righted a little bit. Um, and I like him, by the way. I like him. Yeah, he's cool. He, he's interesting, yeah. right? Because when, he, when he's on the court, he has kind of like uh, a, you know, a little bit like you, like a scowl out there, like you know, a badass out there. I'm, I'm taking <laughs> on the world. But then when you talk to him, he's like the nicest dude. 
you know, almost like he, he, he doesn't match up to his uh, physical appearance out there. He seems like this intimidating, tough dude. And then you talk to him afterwards, he's really soft spoken and, and seems like a really nice kid. But what did, what did you right. think about that? The, the, the thing I wanted to talk about, talk to you about is this might be a controversial subject. My people might call me crazy, but Djokovic has had hardly any match play. Let's be honest. Since what? Like London, like the ATP mm-hmm. finals. He didn't play Australia. He couldn't uh, play the open because of uh, the vaccine stuff. And then, you know, he played Dubai. He lost to Vesely early. Um, you know, he's lost, taken some early losses and has hardly any match play going into the tournaments he wants to be revved up for. What do you think about my theory that all of his matches before the finals, he lost a set? I think he came back from a set down in every one against Lajevic, against Kekmanovic, against Kachanov. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the theory that maybe he was <clears throat> getting some practice I, in? I, I know that uh, back in, in London, that was what, back in November? Yeah. Uh, yep. when, uh, so really from November until now, so it's been six, five, six, seven months since he's had. So you're saying, and I know where you're going, you're saying, do you think that he is intentionally losing a set? you know, to get that extra practice and that extra grind and that extra match you know, situation. pressure match situation. And, and, you know, and, and, and my thought is that if he's that good to be able to do that, then why would it hurt, you right. know, to do that? But he's playing against some pretty damn good players himself to do that. So he must be feeling pretty confident in his game, even though he lost in the final. It might have worn him out, mm-hmm. you know, if he's doing that over four, three or four or five matches to do that. You know, is anybody that good? No. Uh, mm, you know, you kind of go, mm, do, do you really think so? But he needs he needs the, the pressure. He needs the match play. He needs the grind of, of knowing what it takes to be two all in the third, three all in the third, four all in the fifth. You know to do that, but 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 then my question again arises: Is anybody that good right. to be able to do that? So if if he thinks he's that good to be able to do that, then you know all you know all the best to him. But holy shit, that's a lot of extra pressure to put on you. Yeah. Uh, you know to, to put on yourself over the course of a tournament. I mean that can backfire on you in a minute too. You yeah, know, so definitely. But um, I don't know. Like I, you're right, I and mean, he might just not even be right. But uh, a couple things, like maybe earlier in the year when he took those losses, maybe he was trying it there and it went wrong. You know, mm. I, I no, don't know. Point. I'm just wondering, you know, like you never know, like because because like he doesn't care about Dubai. Obviously, he wants to win every tournament he gets. In. But does he care about Dubai or is he maybe trying trying some stuff out? He's trying new fitness. He has a new coach. I know him and Marion Vida parted ways, you know, like in a good way. I think Vida's mm-hmm. probably retiring. He's, he's been on tour with him forever. But let's just look at the score. So he plays Jiri, uh, Lazlo Jira uh, for, in his first match, loses the first set 6-2. Fellow Serbian mm-hmm. in Serbia, Belgrade. Then he guts out two breakers. This is where it's like hard to believe. Like, but also plays into the fact where you're like, he needs, game, he needs game situations, right? And getting in shape. And getting in shape. shape. So he ends right, up gutting right. out the breakers, wins 7-6, seven, 7-6 six, seven, six in the second and third. Right. Then he right. loses his first set to Kekmanovic, who's been playing really well. He played a great match against Alcaraz. But mm-hmm. it's a little different on clay. It was a slow playing clay. His forehand doesn't get through the court as much. So he loses the first set and then rolls three and three. 
Then he plays uh, Kachanov, who like, come on, like I like Kachanov and all, but Djokovic yeah. is a better player. Loses the first set six four, and then rolls one and two, right? Well, so like the well. the the most game situation. This is just all theory and fun to talk about. You guys can make fun of me for for it. But Jiri is the probably the easiest name of those people that he would play, and those those are the two sets that went to the breaker. Meaning maybe he went mm-hmm. to the breaker against with him just because, you know, maybe he thinks he has the best chance against him or whatever. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Were, did you ever hear mm-hmm. of players doing that? Did you ever do that? Like, mm-hmm. were you ever in a situation where you're like, shit, I'm coming back from an injury or I've taken two or three weeks off or whatever it is, or it's a new surface. And like a six, a six, two, six, two victory while good might not be as good as a seven, five, six, four victory or something like that. No, I, I was uh, two, two and two and off there was the best for me. You know, I could always go practice and, and, you know, work on my game, but you know, once you're in a match, you know, you, you go out there and you do what it takes to, to, to close a deal. You know, there, there's only one time in, in, in my whole career, Brett, that, that I had to, to throw a set and that's when I was 39 years old in the U.S. Open against Aaron Grickstein when I was exhausted, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, I had to figure out a way to, to, to stay in there and continue to play to get to the fourth set or fifth set, you, you know, and, and, and I never liked that. You know, I, I've had guys come up and say, well, you know, losing, you know, I, I never want to beat anybody six love. You know what? <laughs> if you can't get a game, I'm sorry, you know. Maybe, maybe don't be in the tournament. Right. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, you know, I, you know, I was looking to go out there and do my job, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and if he, if, if he thinks he is that good, that, that he can, you know, give away a set and, and come back, holy Christ, what a luxury, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I, I never had that luxury. I, I was in there to, you know, do, do what I had to do, whether, you know, whether it was an hour or five hours. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to have that luxury of feeling that you're that good, that you can, you know, you know lose the first set and come back and, and use it as practice. You know, something, it backfires on you, too. Yep. You said it. You know, it, it can backfire on you. Definitely. But uh, I just thought but, it's a fun uh, theory just because. Yeah, like, cause it's a great you, theory. If you think about it, like now looking back, it's a great week for him. Because, like, everyone's going to say, we had some tough game situations. He had to go three, had some tie breaks, got to the final, couldn't, you know, ran out right. of gas because he played too many three setters. So, like, looking back, it might, and it seems plausible, but it's also like you're true. Like, these guys are the best players in the world. Are they really able to flip it on and off, especially when so much luck is involved and, and a clip of the tape and, and a let court right. dribbles over at four all in the breaker? It's like you can't control that shit. So I yeah. don't know. It was just fun to think about because, you know, it's interesting. You know, just the pattern that's set up, it's in, at home and play two Serbians and catching off. I don't know. It's just fun to theorize, but, but you're probably right. I'm going to say this. The game's better with him in it. Agree. You know, you know, it's so much better with him in it, whether you like him or you don't, whether you agree with his, his thoughts and philosophies or, you know, or whatever. Uh, it, that really doesn't matter. The game of tennis with, with Djokovic in it is so much better because you've got somebody that you can root for or against, but whether, whether you root for or against him, you're there and you're a part of it. And, and, and you're, you're, you're giving your energy to the game of tennis, which in, in the result, the, the, the whole result though, Brett, is that tennis is going to, you know, be much better off for that. 
You know, yeah. and, and for, for me, you know, playing 40, 50, 60, 70, 90 years ago, whatever it was that I played, which I really don't give a shit anymore. But, but you know, to me, that's the important thing, you know, that tennis thrives, mm-hmm. you know. So who's going to thrive tennis now? Yep. Who's going to take that now? You know, Federer, is he going to come back? He's 40, no, he's whatever. 40. He may come back for a little yeah. bit, but. Yeah, but you know, and, and and Rafa, you know, I love Rafa and his grind and everything. But you know, he's you know injured and, and got, you know problems and Djokovic has problems. Who's gonna you know who's gonna take tennis to the next level? You know, we just talked create, about him for fifteen minutes. Well, yeah, but <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, and 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 grab me to say, come on, Jimmy, you've been a part of tennis since you were three years old. I want you to still watch. Right. I want you to still be a part of it. Who's gonna do that? Yep. You know, so it's not going to be somebody 40 something years old. No, they've already given everything to the game. They've already given, you're right. Right. They've done it. It's not fucking on someone else to take the torch at that point. Like Fed can come back. It's fun to have the dual like storylines where you have the old guys phasing out, the middle guys in their prime, the new guys chasing, you know. But the thing that, yeah, like you said, the game is better with Djokovic. Everyone, like, the funniest part about him and then everything. Is you'll bring him up. I, I I worked with somebody at the Olympics. We were talking about Djokovic, and and the person goes, "Oh, I hate Djokovic," and I'm like, "How can you hate? How can you hate him? Like you're here to cover the Olympic tennis event, and he's number one in the world. He has a chance to win the Golden Slam. Da 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 da. He's got twenty whatever. Right. He's been you know he's this great player. Oh, right. this and that. And she goes into like starts talking to politics, and then his she takes his shoes off on the grass. She doesn't like this, oh, and I'm just Christ. and but like but I'm and then in my mind I'm like but I only need to like him for his tennis, right. you know this weird thing where people need to like need to check you need to check every box in their opinions before they can call themselves a fan. Where it's like you know music. This person, oh, did you hear what he said? I, you know what? I don't give a shit. Like I like I like his music. I dance to his right. music. It makes me feel better right. when I listen to it. I don't care. I don't need to take on the burdens of every political belief of everyone right. out there that I want to just like and enjoy a tennis match of or a song on the radio of. Like when did people become so like like what? Like you you have to take everything on. You have to you have to agree with everything I say before I say that I enjoyed watching you win that tennis match. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a different culture that I was brought up in. To look at sports and look at uh, acting and look at the music and look at, you know, I, I want to, you know, I want to like who I want to like. And, and, and if you can't go along with that, you know, then that's okay. But you can't, you know, shit on me because I like that, right. you know, and, and, and that seems the way it is right now. If I don't like your way, then it, it ain't no way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. you know, that, that uh, I, I like what I like, you know, that because I don't follow you. You know, I, you know, I, I like Djokovic for a lot of things. I, li- I don't like him for a few things, too. Right. But, but, what a concept. but that, that, right. But that doesn't mean I don't like like his tennis and the way he plays and what he brings to the game. You know, what's close to my heart, which is the game of tennis. You, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has their own views. You know, and, and, you know, and, and, and that's, that seems to me in these times that, that is the the thing that, that people are so afraid of that, that whether, whether you, whether you have a view or you don't, you know, because I have a view, I don't mind if you don't like me, you know, or if if you don't agree or or whatever, you know, we can talk about it, but that doesn't mean, you know, but, but that, that's long gone, Brother. Those days yeah. are long gone right now, and, and hopefully, 
eventually they come back to where we can sit down and have a conversation, you know, and, and, and not pull out a gun and shoot each other in the face. Right. <laughs> you know, well, the lamest, you know, the yeah. lamest thing is that if you have an, if you have a take on anything, if it associates with someone else that the person doesn't like a politician or this or that, then you're all of a sudden one of them. Like if you say, I like mm. Djokovic, Oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. It's just like, fuck off, man. Like get over yourself. Like get over right. yourselves. Like the accusations and the assumptions and the jumping to conclusions so they can put you in a box and put you on a team, which is opposite of their team when they're doing the exact mirrored image shit that they make fun of all day. They're just part of it on the mirrored side. You know what I mean? Now, you know, I, I say this every time, almost every time we, we do these podcasts, I'm old school, you know, because I'm old school, leave me alone. You, right. you know, just be just because I don't like what's going on now. I, I, I like Dean Martin. I like Frank Sinatra. I like Joe Montana. I, I like Wayne Gretzky. You know, I, I like old Westerns. I, I like uh, Lionel Richie. You know, I, you know, because, because I go back, you know, to my time, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm anti anything. Right. That just means I'll, that's where I'm comfortable. Yeah. And I'm just like, and it's just a, do, do what you want to do and let me do what I want to do. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just like exactly. chill and the, the whole partisan yeah. stuff of the teams and the, I hate both sides. Someone put people out there right. going to be like, oh, Brett must be this because of this rant. They're just going to take the <laughs> assumption and do exactly what I just made fun of them for. But let's not get too deep into it. One more nah. thing. One more you're, thing. You're not, you're not going to please everybody, brother. No, you're, no. you're never going to please everybody. You, you know, you, 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 you please yourself. That's well, the most important. Nobody thing. tries to please and, everybody anymore. Kate, like, look at the news only tries to please a third of the population and they're happy with yeah. it. So like <laughs> that, that pleasing everybody talk about shooting too high. The standards are lower. Um, one more thing uh, we can go uh, on to. I, I, want to say, I want to say one thing before we go. After, after the last six weeks, I'm happy to wake up every day. Yeah. And, and see the sunshine. Oh, yeah. And take, and take a breath. And, and appreciate everything that we have. And, and the possibilities of what we have. You know, with the, the, the war in Ukraine with Russia and, and life in general, you know, the way things happen and everything, you, you never know. So every day, if you, if you don't appreciate it, listen, I'm no philosopher, I'm no psychologist, I'm no psychiatrist, you know, I'm a fucking tennis player that was lucky to, to be halfway decent at what I did, but I appreciate every day, yep. whether, you know, whatever that brings, you know, but the first thing I'm looking for is that breath in the morning. And then, you know what, I'll fight you the rest of the day. <laughs> but as long as I get that first breath in the morning. But, uh, you know, the last six, seven weeks, whew, yeah. you know, you, you, you appreciate it. Yeah. You do. And, and you, know, I'm, you know, let's move on. What's yeah, next? Move Tyson. On. Yeah. Like Tyson. Uh, I tell Melina when I wake up uh, every day, I was like, we woke up. Aren't you glad you get to hear me complain again today? <laughs> yeah, <give laughs> Another good day of hearing me, bitch. <laughs> Give Melina and Bella. I will. Kismaris. Hold on. We miss you. Well, they miss you too. Uh, one quick thing. Dude, Swiantek. Just, we talked about her last week. It's like kind of the same stuff because everyone keeps winning. She won again. One Stuttgart beat Sabalinka, who needed a good run. Uh, everyone had been fading her in the gambling podcast I do right. uh, on Tennis Bets, at Tennis Bets on Twitter. If you want to check it out, I do a weekly podcast. With those guys, we have a lot of fun. We were talking how bad Sabalinka's year had been, something like four and five since the Australian Open, and she's a top five or six player. 
four and five right. is a lot, not a good right. stretch. So she made the finals, but couldn't beat the hottest player on tour. Swiatek, I think, wins her fourth tournament in a row. Won so many matches in a row, she had to pull out this week of Madrid just to give her shoulder a break so she'd get ready for yeah. uh, Rome and and uh, and Roland Garros. But let's get in. You you said it. What the best video of the week uh, came on a jet blue airplane at about <laughs> thirty five thousand feet with our very first guest on Advantage Connors and still maybe my favorite uh, episode just because of how interesting a guy he is. Tell me what you thought about Mike Tyson beating the shit out of that guy in JetBlue. Well, first of all, I'm going to go back to, to what, what you were talking about before you got to have Swiatek. Yeah. You know, and, and her record. Go, girl. <laughs> you right. know, I, stay on it. And, and uh, you know, prove you're, you're, you're proven that you're the best. Continue on and, and make sure there's no doubt. You know, you know to, to keep, don't, don't overplay. You know, keep your game up in order and be eager every time you walk out there and play because, you know, you have an opportunity to rule this game. Yep. And, and uh, I hope she does. Yeah. Now, now, wait, wait, wait. Real other, quick, real quick. Don't you think it's similar yeah. a little bit with Alcaraz where there's this vacuum, yeah. vacuum like waiting to be filled where there isn't this dominant player like Djokovic was, but then the last year, all the stuff and, and whatever, he's not exactly number one with a, with a bullet right now. But so like Alcaraz, there's this chance. And then in the women, Barty retires. Barty was the yes. best, best, most consistent player besides Swiatek for the last few years. What do you think? Big point. Big point. You know, uh, Barty retired, you know, and, and she's not afraid to step up and take over. You know, I've got – and I don't think she was afraid to take over even though Barty was uh, still out there playing. Right. You know, she was, she was willing to – to go out there and give it her all and, and try to, to, to win the matches and, and, and win the tournaments. Now, you know, with Barty retired, that just gives her that little extra opening. And she, and, and obviously she's taking advantage of it. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. You know, four, you know, what was three tournaments, four tournaments four. in a row. Yeah. You, know, you know, she needs a break, you know, but if you take that break, don't let down, Right. you know, make sure, make sure that you continue to understand what your goals are, you know, what your goals. Your goals are match, you know, grandma used to say, your grandmother used to say, it's point by point, game by game, set by set, match by match, you mm -hmm. know, and, and that, that resonates in my brain. Tournament by tournament. That, yeah, tournament by tournament. Exactly. You know, so don't let down, make sure that every time you walk out on that court, you're going to give it, you're going to break your back to, to do what it takes to win. And, you know, I'm, I'm on her. I, you know, yep. you, you, you've been touting her for, for months. I mean, she's you know? hard not to tout. She's pretty freaking yeah. good. And she's fun. Like yeah. she's, you know, plays a little different. She's got the, the whippy forehand and the top spin, but also, you know, defends well and decent return. Once her serve gets a little better, I think, you know, she'll be, I mean, she's unbeatable now, but uh, she's fun to watch, and uh, I think you're right. Like she's gonna be this. What do you think? Since we're on to tennis theories, conspiracy theories okay. this week, yep. how about Barty retired just in time for Swiatek to turn it on with a two and zero record against Swiatek, never having lost yep. a set. So she wanted to get out of the game with the undefeated, no set loss Whoa. record to Swiatek. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an interesting theory, but I, I think Barty. Uh, you know, is, is beyond that. I yeah. mean, she she oh, really yeah, will face joke. her, and they, 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 no, but she, she she loved the competition too, and she proved that. Yeah, you know, with her record and everything, and uh, the more they would have played, 
the more that would have sucked me in. Right. You, you know, you, you know, to, you know, to, you know, it's the old line from the Godfather. Just when you thought I was out there, you sucked me back in again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, what a and, shame, and, and, like almost a shame that, that she retired. I mean, obviously it's a shame for a lot of reasons, but that would have been a great rivalry. Like I was, yes. gonna, I thought I was going to look it up and see Bar- Swiatek maybe two and O or one and O and it's Barty meaning like, Oh, so like, even if Swiatek's rolling, Barty's got a good record against her. Both those matches came in the last two years. So they're not like long ago matches when she was a lot younger. So that's a bummer in a way, just low key hope Barty comes back in about a year. I hope she takes a rest and yeah. gets away I'm and, with you. and I'm she with comes you. back, man. I think that'd be I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Wouldn't that be awesome? I was just going to say, I, 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 I will be willing to bet you that, that she'll, she'll go through her personal uh, family obligations or whatever. And, and she'll say, shit, I miss this. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and wouldn't that be great? Oh my God. Wouldn't that be great? So yep. there you go. That, that another thing for you know a year or so down the road to suck me back in. Right. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, stress, changes, grief, moments of growth, and moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself through all the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy is here for the twists and turns and will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. We all deal with grief and sadness from time to time. I know I do, but when you do, it really helps to have someone to reach out to, someone who's there for you and someone who can help. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitate great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional online therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your well-being. Because, well, you deserve some inner peace. Visit BetterHelp.com Connors. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of a professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Connors. All right, move, move on to Mike. Talk to me about Mike throwing haymakers at 35,000 feet. No, he didn't do enough. No. <laughs> I agree, he actually. He, he, he should have kept going. I, I played uh, golf with my friend Dennis, uh, Dennis Miller today. And we were talking about that. And he says, shit, he should have kept going. Yeah. He should have just, you know, just leveled the guy. You know, and it, it's interesting, you know, Brad, I mean, you, you get on an airplane and you want to sit there and you want to just, you know, be peaceful and, you know, just kind of, you know, hang. I mean, you don't want to get somebody in your ear, and you know, you know, hitting on you and, you know, and everything all the time. You know, I mean, we, we've, how many times have we been on a plane and, you know, going from, you know, Los Angeles to London to, you know, to you know, Australia to wherever, you know, just want to be peaceful, you know, and, and, you know, I, it, and we had, we had Mike Tyson on as our first guest and he was nothing but fun oh, to yeah. have on. And, and you got to push his buttons a little bit more than normal now, you know, compared to the way that he used to be. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. That's what made it like, that's why the reaction, anyone who was like against Mike doing that or like, you know, how everything gets split down the middle and the one side hates it and the other side defends it almost just because the other side hates it. 
um, you know, people were like ripping Mike. And I was just like, what? Like, what do you expect? Right. Like, what do you fucking right. expect? It's Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? It's like a bull. <laughs> like, you know, like you're showing a bull oh, red. I love it. And you're, and you're like, dude, it. he's trying to chill and hang out. And you know what's funny? The guy sitting next to him was his buddy who was with him. I think he travels with them. I forget his name. He's a really nice guy, but he was sitting next to him. He's totally chill. So they were probably trying, he was probably trying to disarm it. And the guy must've gone too far. The guy looked drunk and, and high, mm-hmm. you know, his buddies mm-hmm. are filming him, trying to almost provoke the reaction from him. So it's like, give me a right. break. Like, and especially you're right. He's right. a different guy. Now he's not the same dude that, you know, everyone like has their stereotype, uh, you know, uh, a vision of him from 25, 30 years ago. He's like grown. He's got kids and family and, to me, I think he's one of the most profound dudes out there. Like I heard someone, they were talking at work and they were like, they did the same shtick where like his name came up and they're like, and it's like, bro, you are missing the point, man. Right. Like if you just think it's like somebody making fun of somebody broke, speaking broken English, you know, when someone does that and you're like, Hey, they speak more fucking languages than you. That's what that means. That means they speak at least two languages. (laughs) <laughs> you know, anytime right. you hear someone speaking broken English, it's because they speak another language fluently and they're trying to speak English. So anytime, you know, it's like almost like that same situation where you're like, you're just judging him off the way he speaks and you're missing everything after that. And Listen, so, I, I, I love Mike Tyson. And, and here's why. I, we, we were in, and, and you were with me, where, where we would get up at two and three in the morning. And and watch his his uh, his matches his, his fights his, uh, his his fights against uh, Razor Ruddick. Uh, Razor, we were, we were in yeah. London and we stayed up. You were playing. I think you were playing, or you were doing the TV when your wrist was hurt. And we you were playing, and we had him tape the Razor Ruddick fight so we could watch it the right. next day when we got right. back from your match. You know, so you know, and, and you know what what does that prove? That proves that that you know he sucked me in. You know that that guy. Yeah, I get up to watch him. You know, and, and, you know, he was on our podcast, so that was even better, yeah. you, you know, that, you know, but, uh, you know, he, he, he drew people in, he made boxing and, and made it, you know, took it to another level. He was, you know, Ali after Ali and Joe Frazier and, and, you know, guys like that, you know, to, to where it kept you involved in, in what you were doing, you know, you know, what people don't understand. And maybe this is, is, is for the better. You know, that a reputation, you know, Tyson's reputation, you know, my reputation, you know, whatever it is, keeps you at arm's length. Right. You know, uh, you know, away. Or one thing you do. Like the one thing I saw, I I tweeted something or someone tweeted, or someone was in the comments after people were talking about it. And somebody's like, rapist. You know, they're always like rape. They go to rape. And you're like, like, okay, like, well, first off, he went to jail and served the time for it. So it took almost everything away from him in the prime of his career. So it like it, it wasn't like it didn't affect him. Two, if you look into that story, it's a little like shady, like the details of it. He might have deserved uh, to go to jail for way more things than that if you really like look into it or whatever. But whatever, he served his fucking time, came back, lost everything. Mm-hmm. Dude went from the top, lost everything, and has built himself back up to be like this media giant he's got a podcast he's got tyson ranch the like marijuana uh company right. and he's going to build the ranch where people can go and stay and it's like almost like a winery it's like a weedery kind of a thing you know and it's like and you still just basing this you know and he's really profound man he talks he talks about ali if you look up his videos on social media and he's deep you know and he's like he's very interesting and to see a guy yeah. who's gone from the from shit built himself up to what he was ends up in jail with shit loses everything 
builds himself back up to where he is, and you're still basing it on his your whole opinion yeah. on him on something that happened in 1995. I, I, I like I like success stories. Uh, you know, he's a success story from the very beginning. His upbringing and you know getting involved in boxing, becoming world champion. You know, hit, you know hitting the downslide, make make his way back up, hitting the downslide. Make you know, I love a comeback story. Yeah. You know, and 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 to to have a guy like that, I mean, his persona. You know, he walks into a place. You saw it better when yeah. we were down when we first did it. You know, when COVID was uh, uh, one day after we did our interview with him, COVID was in lockdown, yeah. and and we we did our interview with him, and and because he was there, the place was packed. Yeah, the place the place was packed. Yeah. I mean, he you know he draws people. You know, his personality. Is is what you know? What you know? What do you, what do you call it? You know, you know. Every, he's everybody char- he's has charismatic. a word Yeah, it's you know it's I mean? the it it it's the it factor. And he doesn't bullshit. It's the it, fuck you with the it factor. You know, <laughs> the guy the the guy the guy's got something special. Yeah. You know, you know that that makes it possible that draws people in. You know, and and to to have that, and then then and then they still bashing. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and I, you know, essentially I, I, I for know. defending but, himself. I mean, essentially just for standing right. up for himself and defending right. himself was the funny part where you're like, what's he supposed to do? Like, look at the video of the drunk guy and tell me you're on his side in that situation. Right. That's where I'm like, it tells me something about you. Like, you Listen, know. If, I, if, if I was Mike Tyson and that guy did that to me, I'd probably do the same thing. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm, uh, no. I'm not. <laughs> I don't think you're that dumb. I think you did. No. I mean, I think, I think you should have gone harder on him. It's right. Cause yeah. the guy was still sitting there, like almost like smiling with the, with the scars on his face. I would have put him down. Yeah. And had, right. him, had him in the back. Yeah. If I was him, he still somehow handled it pretty good. You know, he almost just probably grazed him a few times and, t- you know, backed him off and then went about, you know, uh, eating a handful of mushrooms and, uh, <laughs> Yeah. A couple of gummies because yeah. I know he likes to have fun and do that. So yeah, say say what you want. I'm a Tyson fan. I I love I love Mike Tyson. Come on our podcast again. We got more to talk about. That's Definitely. all I got to say. You're not getting yeah. us to say a negative thing about Mike. We love no him. fuck no. Uh, yeah, fuck no. <laughs> um, okay, uh, quickly uh, let's just hit it. Musk bought Twitter. We kind of thought it yeah. might be uh, they wouldn't let him or they do everything to stop it. Ends up they take the 44 billion whatever ish deal. Take Twitter, yeah. and boy, has the reaction to it been telling. Tell me what you yeah. think about it. Yeah, shit. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up every morning at 4.30 or 5, you know, turning on every news channel possible to hear what the, you know, what the reaction is. But, uh, you know, you know what, 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 what's the number one thing that they're, you know, they're, they're pressing on? Free speech, right? Right, yeah. You, you well, know, it's, so. it's funny because, like, there's these sets of rules, right? So, like... Whatever. I'm not agreeing with everything Elon Musk stands for. So, like, don't listen no. to this. And No, no. Just let me say to what I was saying no, earlier. You're right. You know, I can agree with him or think what is happening is an okay thing in a vacuum, but then everything else is its own topic to be discussed. This one, I think, is interesting because if you look into what's going on in Twitter, and we don't even probably know but all the like shadow right. banning of people on the left, on the right, shadow banning of people who disagree with the wrong person or the might have a might have a low key grassroots following politically, whatever the fucking thing is, they do shadow banning. They have all these bots, meaning there's mm-hmm. like people who aren't even like real or they're almost people who go in and try and instigate shit just to create meh, 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 like the back and forth, like meh, gridlock right. of, of shit right. on Twitter, the cesspool that it can become, you know? So I think he wants to, I mean, who knows? You can say he has other ambitions and shit. 
The part that's telling to me is all the people upset who have had the rules slanted in their direction, uh, how Twitter's been, because whatever direction it slants in, it favors someone. Who cares what it is, Mm -hmm. left, right, backwards, forward? I hate all of that. But it must slant in a certain direction to favor some. And now you can tell the people who are the angriest are the people it's favored because they're the ones who are so pissed. They're the ones crying. Oh, no, he's going to censor. Uh, he might censor someone. And you're like, you mean like like Trump? You know, like, I don't I'm not saying I like Trump. I don't whatever yeah. about Trump. But no. the fact that the, the former president who is just the president has been censored is a crazy thing, because if they censor someone like that, like 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 move ahead three years. Biden's out. Then they censor Biden. Now look at it as the same thing. I'm not saying just Trump. Just let's say either of them. Mm-hmm. It's just a slippery yeah. slope because if you censor the president, they'll censor everyone. Like they'll they'll, yeah. they'll take all your rights away to say what you want and don't fall for it just because at the time you don't like the guy who's the one they're taking away. Because what well, they'll do is they take away the fringes. They take away the far left. They take away the far right. Most people agree that the fringes are wacky. Most people exist in the center. So it's easy to say, hey, this crazy guy's whack. Alex Jones is whack. Trump's whack. And most people go like, yeah, man, they are whack. Get, get rid of them. But what they do is then they bring the fringes closer inward to the middle to where there's only one little lane that, of thought and opinion that exists. You're, you're, you're too smart for me, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rambling. No, but, but uh, you know, you, you know that, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, I, 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 I hate to say that, but I, mean, I, I try. Well, just to tell me what you think of Musk. Like, do, do you think he's uh, a good thing? You think it'll be fun? Even just the reaction. Tell me your thoughts on I, it. I, I, I like him. I, I like a lot of things. He, I, I don't like everything he does. You know, right. and, and but if you would sit down and press me, and 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 I would deep dive into into everything, I would probably pull out ten things that I like and ten things that I don't. Right, okay? like everyone but, in the world, probably almost. Right, you know what I mean? it, 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 exactly. But but you know, for for me, I, I like somebody. You know, it, it's like I, I I play golf with my buddies in in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. and 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 my one buddy the other day said, you know, uh, you know, I I like different characters. You know, I like guys who got different shit, stuff to say and, you know, and, and don't don't go with this and don't go with that and are, are a little out, out of the ordinary. It makes makes the golf more interesting. So isn't yep. that in everything? Right. You know, and and and, and, and obviously the, the guy's got the money to back him up. I mean, no, nobody's, you know, uh, uh, quarreling about that, you know, but to to, to have him. You know, uh, you know, come out and and to be a part of a lot of things that he's a part of. It's going to be interesting to see where things go now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I'm an insomniac, brother. You know that. <laughs> you know, and I'm up at you know three, four o'clock in the morning, and I'm watching the news and you know trying to you know pick up on things and and and, and everything. And it, like I said, it, it's way a lot of it's way beyond me. But you know, I know as a citizen of, of, of this country and, and this, the, this USA and what it stands for and everything, you know, I know, you know, what I'm kind of looking for and what I would like and, you know, my feelings and all that. And, you know, it, it's tough to see sometimes that, you know, you're getting bent over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hate to say it. I just think, like I said, I think the good thing about it is, 
pointing out the hypocrisy, man, because hypocrisy is yeah. so bad these last five or yeah. six, just everywhere. This year, last yeah. year. Like the, the thing where like Musk exposed From, Bill Gates for Bill yeah. Gates reaches out to him. Hey man, with his company with his company line that he hit Epstein up with and he's probably hit everyone up with. Yeah. You know, where he's like, Hey, I want I want you to like talk to you about some philanthropy. And Musk <laughs> is like, you know, like philanthropy for what? And he, you know, he's like uh, you know, uh, global warming or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And Musk is like he obviously through the grapevine knows that that Bill Gates has a five hundred million dollar short position on Tesla. The Tesla, that's right. Which, I, I which, whatever, like Tesla can be argued that it's not perfect for the planet. Obviously, it still takes shit to make batteries and charge them. I get it. I get all the arguments, but I'm just presenting this one. Right. So, right. so he's like, wait, you want to talk? you know, about the global warming shit, but you have a short position against my company. Like first oh, off, yeah. like for, first off, even if his company isn't global warming related, you'd be like, eat shit. You know? right. uh, <laughs> but then the fact that his company is like at least efforting more than probably a lot of people trying to make this change. If everyone says fossil fuels are bad, which they probably are, they should stay in the earth. It's that's where they are. <laughs> and if we could figure out a better way to do it. So he's got a short position against them and he like exposes that. You know, like that's the hypocrisy of all these layers of stuff that he's pointing out, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a problem. I mean, we don't we don't know who's dealing with who and for what. No, you know, we, we, yeah, we they're playing get, both they, sides off of each other right. to make money on either side. Like like yeah. and then they're like, everyone's like, no one should have forty four billion dollars to uh, to to do that. No one should have that much money. And it's like, sure, that's an argument right. that's been ongoing for a while. Like kings right. probably shouldn't own all the land either. But, you know, like right. it's, it's been the same thing for a while there. Like, so if it's a bad thing that this guy has enough money to buy Twitter, isn't it a bad thing that Jeff Bezos has enough money to buy the Washington Post? Like, I'm down for the argument as long as it fucking goes both ways. Both it can't ways, just be right. this hypocritical, like, well, like, he votes with us. He's my guy. So like, and it's like, come on. Like, people eat that up and they just, they go with it. They eat it like it's soup. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you know you know what our friend Eddie Deb said. What did he say? He said, "Take the uh, under uh, in the Monday yes. <laughs> Night Football game, parlayed with six points." <laughs> right. He said, "Take." He said, "You know what? We picked the right time to come in, and we're going to pick the right time to go out." Yeah. You know, I I love Eddie, but you know, I also love living <laughs> here. Yeah, you know, and, and where and he I, never I comes to visit. God damn it! Yeah, How is he ever yeah. going to come to see us? Yeah, come on, come on, Jesse. We're waiting <laughs> for you. Bring Joe. You know, we're waiting. But, yeah. but I, I want to talk about one other thing better. I want to talk about getting older. Okay. And, 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 uh, you know, I, I, I hate to, you know, even, even think about this and, and I want to be 70 this year and, and, uh, I'm, I'm proud of it and, and, and happy, but, you know, it's, it's interesting to see a lot of, a lot of our friends and our relatives and, and, uh, you know, that, uh, what, what's happening and, and the way life uh, ends up treating them. And, and uh, you know, the appreciation that, you know, waking up every morning and taking that first breath and getting out of bed and saying, you know, I'm here, you know, let, let's, let's, let's get to something, you know, because, you know, that's not, you know, the, the, you know when we're 30s and 40s and even 50s, you know, you're saying, you know, that all that shit happens to somebody else, you, you know, mm-hmm. that, that it's never going to happen to us. Well, it's easy. It's always yeah. looking up at the people. It always feels like, you know, mm-hmm. like you're, you're always looking up at the older people 
and you're the younger mm-hmm. one and there's always the older people and then eventually you're the older people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what, you know, what, uh, as much as I hate to say, it, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the older people, you know, and, and, well, you know, yeah, yeah, Nida, 94 recently yeah. moved to Denver, loving life out there with the family. Shout out aunt, great yeah. aunt Nida Bittner. We love you. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But, but it, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, the, the thoughts and the feelings of, of life and, and how life changes on a, you know, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not into philosophy and, and all that. I'm, I'm not. I live my life on a daily basis and, you know, love my family and love my friends and, you know, and, and, and all that. But but it's, it's interesting, you know, the you know, the everyday activities of how life changes and how to handle it and and how to, you know, to, you know, to attack it and, and to understand what needs to be done. And, and, uh, you know, I, I hope I'm getting better at it because, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, that's me, I'm, I'm, I'm my family, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, with you and your sister and your mom and, you know, your aunt Nida and, and, uh, you know, your cousins and your brother and my brother and, you know, and, 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 and everything that happens, but man, life, life changes in a blink. And, you know, the more I see that in, especially the last six, seven weeks of, of a lot of things that have gone on, it, it happens so fast that, it, you know, you, you, you think you're prepared for everything, but you're not. Yeah. I think it's interesting because um, it's like the survival of the fittest. You have to always look out for yourself mentality, right? That like gets you uh, selfish. You know, you have to be selfish to survive in a sense, like yeah. in nature, yeah. uh, you know, to a certain extent, you have to be ruthless. And then that mindset, you know, it, it becomes like embedded. So you kind of become like narcissistic to the fact. And then we have this extra mental ability where we're able to, con- you know, conceptualize time and look, we're always looking forward this month, this year, this decade, like we're grouping so many moments together and taking them for granted, you know, mm-hmm. where like, there is no year, there is no month, there is no decade. There's right. all, probably only a lot of like, mm, now, 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 now. You know, there's all these just right. nows and they pass and there's another now, there's another now. And like at any moment, any one of those now, anything can change. You know right. what I mean? Like everything can go from good to boom, I drop dead. I have a heart attack. Boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lightning strike. Boom. A car crash. Like anything can happen. And so we're so forward looking. Who's that, mom? No. Okay. It's me. Oh, okay. I hear something in the back. No. Oh, I, that, I hear that, mom. Uh, I hear mom. Yeah, yeah, I hear her saying mom, stupid mom ass. <laughs> she, she, must, she must be talking to me. She must be listening to us. Uh, oh. um, whatever. Out FedEx, but mom. I'm on the phone cussing out FedEx. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> what did they uh, forget something? Uh, she's on the phone cussing out somebody. So, nice. Uh, all right. Oh at least God. it's not us. <laughs> you no, know, yeah, listen, we're ahead of the game. Yeah, we're winning. We know it's not us. <laughs> we're, we're winning. Uh, uh, so yeah, we, we, you're right. We, we know who we know who leads the way in this house. Exactly. We know that. Exactly. <laughs> but you're right about time. It, it moves fast, and I, I was just saying, like, I think people take it so much for granted because they always want to plan ahead, and they're always having their head down planning for the next. You know vacation, the weekend, the whatever, the next Christmas, you know, planning and saving and, and the, all those things, planning and saving are like this 
arrogant, like kind of in, in, you know, weird narcissistic thing where you're like, wow, mm. you're taking all that time in between now and then as if it's just a given, you know what I mean? And so like, that's why I think so much of life and like meditation and all that stuff is trying to like really live in like the moment really live in now, because like you said, time changes fast. Yeah. I, I love you. I missed you. You know, tune, tune into Advantage Counters. We love having you being uh, a part of what we do. And uh, tune into me. I'm uh, at Jimmy Connors on Twitter, Brett underscore Connors. Uh, where else, better? At ADV Connors is our Twitter uh, handle, at Advantage Connors, spelled out on Instagram. Come on, guys. Get us some Instagram followers. We're not even at a thousand. Like, come on. Ah, what? <laughs> we need to get those numbers up. Yeah, okay. we're, um, we're, we're, we're waiting for you. Good to be right. with you, Fred. I, lo- I love you. Talk to you I love you too. Everyone respond to us. Uh, check us out on our new Cloud 10 uh, iHeart Podcast Network. Share it with a friend. Let them know that we've made the jump. We're going to be putting out episodes every week. I try to uh, tweet uh, uh, articles from uh, from the pod that we do just so you can see some of the stuff we're talking about. If you, if you see the show, if you go to our Twitter, some of the stuff will be there. So that's it. Uh, everyone take care and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.